This is the Statman Sports Podcast, where we keep topics in context. This is your host, Steve Duffus, who is still wondering why the Seahawks didn't run the ball. Ah, it's a beautiful day to talk sports, baby. Welcome to episode 21 of the Statman Sports Podcast. This is your host, Steve Duffus. Ooh-wee-wee. Today, last day of football, man. Super Bowl just happened. The New England Patriots won again for the sixth time in the ninth appearance. Man, that's absolutely ridiculous. I never thought I'd ever see a team win six Super Bowls in my lifetime. But here we are. The New England Patriots did it. But man, <laughs> I know a lot of you are frustrated about it. Was that game boring? Can Bill Belichick and Tom Brady keep doing what they're doing? Can anybody stop this dynasty? What was wrong with Todd Gurley? I know these are a bunch of questions that people are asking and we're going to answer them today. But before we do that, if you're here for the first time listening in on on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, wherever you're listening from, we want to welcome you. Man, we debate a lot of topics on the show and I also want to thank you guys for all the support you have shown me during these past episodes. Man, so today we're going to cover all these things and we're going to break them down. We're going to have the stat of the day. And I'm happy, happy, happy that, you know, football season's over. Now we can focus some on basketball season. Anthony Davis still trying to get traded to the Los Angeles Lakers. We might touch on that too a bit. Man, it's a whole lot going on. And I know last episode I said that the Lakers... Yeah, I should trade all their players for Anthony Davis. But the past week, I've been lingering. I've been thinking about it. And that's maybe something we'll talk about as well. But with no further ado, guys, let's just get right into it. With what are you talking about, bro? Huh? What are you talking about, man? Woo! What? <laughs> bro, what are you talking about, man? So, a lot of us, we were at families' houses, we went to friends' houses, some of us, like me, I stayed home with my significant other, and we sat out, we just watched the Super Bowl game. So, I expected, just like any other Super Bowl that I've watched, for it to be exciting, at least an offensive end, a lot of points would be scored, we'll come down to a last second field goal, a fumble, or whatever the case may be. <sighs> Watching this game between the Patriots and the Rams... And, of course, on the first play of the game, the first pass by Tom Brady was an interception. So, in my mind, I'm just like, huh? America's happy. America's going to win because Tom Brady's off his game today. And, definitely, Tom Brady was off on his game. You could tell Tom Brady was not himself. The Rams had a great defensive scheme. They had a great defensive plan. And they executed it to the team. But the real question is, overall, we know the Patriots won. The final score was 13 to 3. But was that game boring? Was it really that boring? And some people were saying, well, it was that boring because there was no offense. Like they didn't score a lot of points. Well, newsflash for you people. I want to tell you something. And I saw I saw by the way Trey Wingo's uh Trey Wingo for, who worked for ESPN if you didn't know. He had the greatest reaction I've seen in a long time. For all the people who complain that the game was boring, you just watching just to watch it. You just a casual f- Fan, that's what I'll call you if you thought that game was boring. You know what that game was? That game was a spectacular defensive showcase. 
That's what football is all about. That's why they gave him two weeks to prepare for the Super Bowl, to stop the other team from scoring. And that's what it was. A great masterpiece by Bill Belichick, his defensive coordinator, by Wade Phillip, the St. Louis Rams defensive coordinator, and Sean McVay. That's what that was. A great defensive display. And that's why, even during the game that I was tweeting that Julian Edelman should win the MVP, I retracted. A game that is that great defensively, a defensive player should have won the Super Bowl MVP. So for you people who complain and were complaining and are still complaining now that it was a boring game that you didn't get what you wanted to see, well, I can concur with you. The only thing that was boring was that halftime show. Adam Levine, Maroon 5, really? Super Bowl? I mean, really? NFL? All that money that you're making, you couldn't get somebody else? Man, you could have put on there, we saw a big boy on stage. Where was Andre 3000? All these great Atlanta artists that we have. And you brought Maroon 5? Really? I had to see Adam Levine take a shirt off in the middle of his performance. And to me, that was like the greatest thing along with SpongeBob with that intro. That that was it. That was, that was it for halftime. But if we segue back to the game, that was an amazing game defensively. At the end of three quarters, that game was 3-3. Three to three. The Rams made some plays. The, the the Patriots put pressure on Jared Goff. And ultimately, again, the Patriots end up winning the Super Bowl on the back of their defense. Tom Brady was for once carried in the Super Bowl. But yet we got people talking about, well, Tom Brady is the greatest of all time because he's won his sixth Super Bowl and he's carried his team to the win. No, Tom Brady just had one great drive. Yes, that in hindsight, ultimately won them the game. Yes. But the defense gets 95% of the credit. The defense and Bill Belichick for winning their Super Bowl. They have done something that we haven't seen in a long time. Those of you who have watched football long enough, do you remember the 2000 Ravens and what they did to the New York Giants? You remember that? You remember what the Seahawks did to... uh, to Peyton Manning in that Super Bowl. You guys remember that? You guys saw what uh, the Denver Broncos did to Cam Newton in 2015. You guys remember that? With Von Miller and that vaunted amazing performance. That's exactly what happened against the the uh, the Rams. This is what the Patriots did. And I, and I thought Stephon Gilmore did an amazing job on Brandon Cooks. And if you guys want to know what the game plan was. Okay, the Rams... This is what the Rams are or were since the season's over. This is what the Rams were this past regular season. The Rams was the 11th highest scoring offense in NFL history. Let me repeat that. The 11th highest scoring offense ever in NFL history. They were averaging 33 points a game and they were held to three points. Three total points, guys. They were averaging 438 total yards on average, okay? And this game, they had a total of 260 yards. Once again, for the hundredth time I'm repeating, this was a great defensive display. I understand we're in the era now that everybody wants to be entertained. Everything needs to be fun and flashy. But no, football is not always fun and flashy. The Chiefs and the Rams, they spoiled us when that game went, whatever the score was, 55 to 51. That's Madden scores. You don't see that all the time. So don't be expecting it all the time. 
this Super Bowl was reflective of what playoff football should be like and what playoff football is like. It's not a coincidence that they say defense win championships. And the New England Patriots showed why a lot of us respect those people, not just in football or in sports, but we respect the people that work hard, people that adapt to life circumstances, the people who push through it. Tom Brady, I got to give him credit where credit is due. He didn't have the best receivers on the field. He didn't have the best blockers on the field. He didn't have the best D-line on the field. Tom Brady only plays offense. He only played with what he had. Jules, Julian Edelman, 10 receptions, 141 yards. You could say well-deserved MVP. But that's who Tom Brady was throwing to the entire game. The Rams took away everything. They took away the running game. They took away Hogan. They took away Sona Michelle. They stopped the run in general. This is what the Rams did. They gave the, They took away everything from the Patriots. But Julian Edelman. And Julian Edelman beat them time and time and time again up the field. He was just moving the chains. The Patriots methodically wore down that great Rams defensive line. With Aaron Donald and Dominican Sue. They did a job and they won the Super Bowl. It wasn't the flashiest one. It wasn't the prettiest one. But at the end of the day, what do we care about? We don't care how well the game was played. We can complain about it now and cry about it now. But when we look back in the history books, all we're going to see is Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, been dominating the NFL since 2001. That's all we're going to see. Nine Super Bowl appearances. Six total wins. The greatest winners of my generation, at least. Tom Brady, six Super Bowls. Michael Jordan, six for six in NBA Finals. Six MVPs. Domination to his completeness. The Bulls weren't always winning the flashy games. The Bulls wasn't always averaging 110 now like the Golden State Warriors. That's what we're tuned. That's what our mind attunes to see now. Because we're used to that now. But that's not how championships really go. And in the end, the double uses what counts. And it doesn't matter how they come. And I want to segue to this. Todd Gurley and the Rams. Sean McVay. What was going on with that? CJ Anderson, Todd Gurley, they gassed. They, they, they just gassed the Dallas Cowboys for 270 yards. In the divisional round. That's what the Rams did to the Dallas Cowboys. Then they had a masterful running performance against the New Orleans Saints, so we know how that went about. And then come the Super Bowl, um, where was Todd Gurley? Ah, uh, Todd Gurley was saying, "Well, he looks fine to me." Well, sir, after the game, he was saying he was fine. Well, sir, Todd Gurley, if you were fine, why weren't you on the field? I'm sure Jared Goff could have used you. That play action looked awful. Why? Because your offense was so predictable. You made it so obvious what were you going to do. Every first down. If you weren't paying attention to the details in this game. Every first down. The Rams, by the way, was 3 for 13 on third downs. And you know why it was 3 for 13 on third downs? Because they were averaging 8 yards per third down. Because they made it so obvious. First down, run the ball. Negative yardage. First down, run the ball. We get 1 yard. So you end up in 2nd and eight. Then you want to run another play action when we damn well know that the ball's not going to go down the field because Jared Goff was inaccurate. The New England Patriots did a good job pressuring the A-gap. 
they were putting pressure on Jared Goff. Jared Goff was ranked the 28th quarterback under pressure. When he was blitz, he was awful. And when Cooper Cup got injured, he he got worse. I think he was dead last in the NFL against the blitz. So, of course, Bill Belichick, the genius that he is, did what he did. He just blitzed Jared Goff the entire game. And we all saw what Jared Goff looked like in that Rams offense. That Rams offense looked like they didn't belong in the Super Bowl. By the way, we know they didn't belong in the Super Bowl. The Saints should have been there. I guarantee you, if the Saints were in the Super Bowl, the Saints would have ran the Patriots off the field by halftime. Absolutely ran them off the field. But that's neither here nor there. The game's already over. That's hindsight now. But, man, the Rams could have absolutely used Todd Gurley. And that leads me to believe and makes me ask the question, why are the Rams covering up for Todd Gurley? If he's really okay, why wasn't he on the field every snap? I mean, did Sean McVay really outcoach himself? I mean, clearly he was outcoached during the entire game by Bill Belichick. But come on now. You have arguably the best running back in football that, that quote-unquote is healthy. We all know he had a knee injury, but was he fully 100%? I say he wasn't. That's bogus. Like Shannon Sharp would say, that's bull jive. He wasn't 100% because if he were in the game of this magnitude, he'll be playing every snap. I don't care what your game plan is. I have one game plan for you and one game plan that always works in any sport. When your best players are healthy, your best players play every snap. Your best players are on the court for 46 minutes if they can. That's how professional sports works. So no St. Louis Rams. Todd Gurley, something's wrong with it. You guys don't want to say what it is. And it possibly might have cost you a Super Bowl that was right within reach. Because the score was 3-3 three to three at the end of 4. Tom Brady didn't look great. The defense is what was keeping them, like I said, multiple times in the game. And the Rams had chances after chances. Brandon Cooks dropped two touchdowns. Granted, two great defensive plays. But the Rams had a chance to win the Super Bowl. And that leads me to believe that are the Rams going to get another chance to make it to the Super Bowl? Are the New England Patriots going to keep doing this again? Are they really? I mean, let's think about these questions. Let's rewind a bit. The Rams shouldn't even been in the Super Bowl, in my opinion. And teams are actually losing the Super Bowl. There's a stat that says that 35% of times those teams don't even make it to the playoffs or even make it back. And more, and much less make it back to the Super Bowl. So the percentage of that, Rams, <laughs> good luck next year. Because they're going to be a bunch of teams gunning for that position again. The New England Patriots, let think, let's think about their path for a bit. Let's think about this for a second. The New England Patriots are playing arguably in the worst division in football. And have been for the past 18 years. No wonder they've been getting easy paths to the Super Bowl. They have a great system in New England. They have arguably the greatest quarterback of all time. They have definitely the greatest coach of all time. They only have to win the division, get home field, and win one game in the playoffs to make it to the Super Bowl. Or two games, rather, to make it to the Super Bowl. And one of the games are at home. The Patriots are 121-8 and at Foxborough with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Think about that, 121-8. and So practically, they're unbeatable at home. So they get home field, it's a wrap. They're making it again to the Super Bowl. That's all the Patriots have to do. But the Rams, they have to go through the Saints, Packers, 
Vikings, Falcons, and the list goes on. And we all know what makes the NFL great is the unpredictability. We can make the odds, but something always happens every year. There's always a surprise team. So I won't be surprised if the Rams don't make it again next year. But I definitely won't be surprised either if Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are in the big game again. (sighs) Man. Yes, I'm happy we can talk about basketball now because football season's over. But overall, that Super Bowl, believe it or not, it was one of the best ones I've seen in terms of defense, in terms of clutch plays. And that Super Bowl deserved to be in one of the best ones we've seen. Sure, entertainment factor was low, but in the end, it filled my cup. I don't know about you, but it filled mine. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, the New England Patriots organization proved once again. If you work hard, if you adapt to what life gives, life gives you, you can always make it on top. Congratulations to them. Like I said, nine Super Bowl appearances, six Super Bowl wins. Greatest dynasty in professional sports. Here's by the numbers. This is your stats of the day. This week in stat of the day, the number is 11. And of course, you guessed it because the NFL season's over. You want to one last time give one last stat for this particular season. And again, the number is 11. You might wonder, well, where did I dig up this number from this week? So the Rams and the Patriots, as you know, played in the Super Bowl. And I was wondering, hmm, we expected this high scoring game and it wasn't. But I came up with this stat that was absolutely ridiculous. And of course, I got to share it. The Rams were the highest 11 scoring team in NFL history. This is something that I mentioned before in the introduction of this uh, episode. But guess what though? That's not the kicker though. I looked up the top 10 scoring teams in NFL history. And guess what I found? Something that was common between all of them. It's not a cliche that that they say defense win championships. Of those top 10 teams, now including the Rams, none of them have won the Super Bowl. So that makes me believe, right? That makes me believe that if the Chiefs even made a Super Bowl instead of the Patriots, they probably would have lost. One of them would have lost the Rams or the Chiefs. Just, let's just assume the Rams would have made it and still made the Super Bowl. It would have been the Rams and the Chiefs. The Chiefs probably would have lost the Super Bowl because they were in the top 10 scoring teams ever. Can you believe that? That's absolutely ridiculous, man. And that's, man, that's why I love these crazy stats when I go back in history and look at them. We automatically assume that these teams will make it. The 2007 New England Patriots is in their top five scoring team ever. And they lost to the wildcard Giants, Eli Manning, on that ridiculous David Tyree catch. Sorry, Patriots fans. Yeah, we know you guys won. But most of America, we don't like you. So we just got to bring up that hurtful feeling. (laughs) The Giants ended that undefeated season, man. But the Patriots were unbelievable on offense. And they just didn't win the Super Bowl. That's crazy, man. Again, the number 11. Now the Rams, the 11th scoring, highest scoring team in NFL history. In combination with the first 10, they have never won the Super Bowl. And that today, guys, is your stat of the day. Keep it in context, Billy. 
Tell the whole story. Now that football season's over, we want to answer the major question. What did we learn as sports fans this season? Some of you might say, well, we kind of knew Tom Brady and Bill Belichick would end up in the Super Bowl, and most likely they were going to win. Those of you who asked that question and came to that conclusion, well, you were right. Then they're the ones that said, man, I thought the salary cap and having the NFL build the way it is is trying to avoid one team dominating for 20 years. For those of you who asked that question, well, yeah, your question was answered. Clearly, it doesn't work, at least not for the New England Patriots. But then there are those of us who look at the NFL season and thought this. For everything in life, you need foundation. You need foundation to build a, a solid foundation to build a house. You need a solid foundation for your education. You need a solid foundation for your marriage, your friendships. Whatever you're building, whatever you put together, you need a solid foundation for. And clearly the New England Patriots have by far, in any professional sports, the best solid foundation ever built. Why do I say that? Because it doesn't matter who is put in the New England Patriots system. One thing is consistent with New England. Their culture, their quarterback, their coach, their philosophy. Players come and go. In other teams, the coaches come and go. Some players stay there for a while. But in New England, the things that matter the most in the foundation are there. They have a long-term quarterback. They have a long-term head coach. They have a, a, uh, a person, a CEO, that believes in the quarterback and the coach. He provides all the tools for them to be successful. And that's why the New England Patriots were able to dominate for the past, it would say, 18 years. Foundation doesn't matter. Look at the Los Angeles Lakers right now. Los Angeles was always built upon let's win championships now. When Phil Jackson and the Chicago Bulls were winning, they had a solid foundation. They had the greatest coach ever. They had the greatest uh, basketball player ever. They had arguably the best defensive player ever. But sure, you can have all that talent. But if you don't have a great philosophy, a good system, a good foundation, something that players can believe in, you're not going to be successful. And once again, Tom Brady didn't have the greatest receivers. Tom Brady didn't have the greatest defensive line, like I said before. But yet, they found a way to win the game. It wasn't a pretty game, but they won the game. In comparison to the Rams, they were there for the first time. They have an up and, up coming, up and coming coach sorry, in Sean McVay. He's trying to build a solid foundation there in St. Louis, coming from Jeff Fisher, who had no direction. They didn't know where they were going. He changed the culture in St. Louis. When Bill Belichick came to the Patriots, he changed the culture. A lot of people were skeptical. He was coming from the New York Jets. They're coming, he's not coming from a winning team. So how can things change? Well, just like in every marriage, just like in any friendship, just like anything you do in life, for it to be successful, you have to work hard. You have to build something. You have to put time and effort into it. 
it's no coincidence that the, that the New England Patriots knew what they were doing in the Super Bowl. Yes, they've been there a lot. But everything starts from OTAs, from training camp, from the first week of the season, from practices, from film study. They've been doing this year after year after year. I've heard uh, Colin on the herd say something that, that's very, very, very interesting. He said, nobody likes the rich kids that have a straight path to success. Their dad's a CEO. The mom runs her own business. They're rich. They're millionaires. Their college loans are paid off. When they graduate, they have a great job making six figures right out of college. When we look at those guys, we're like, eh, you got everything handed to you. We don't respect them as much. We're like, eh, you got everything from your mom and your dad. But who do we respect? We respect the West Welkers and the Julian Edelmans. Those type of guys. Most of us didn't know who Julian Edelman was, but the man worked hard. Went from all over the place. He wasn't a... He's clearly not a first ballot Hall of Famer. There might still be a debate because all of us look at the playoff and say, well, Julian Edelman performs in the playoff. But how is Julian Edelman able to perform in the playoffs on a consistent basis? Why? Because he worked hard. Nothing was handed to him. Tom Brady wasn't passing him the ball for giving him 15 targets a game from the start of his career. He's not a number one target, but he worked hard. Bill Belichick put him in position to succeed. And he worked his tail off to be where he's at. And those are the type of players we respect in any professional sports. We always like those feel-good stories. We don't root for the guys that, quote-unquote, had everything handed to them. Kevin Durant, he went to the Golden State Warriors. They were already champions. He just went there just to get his rings. He just put them over the top again. He just made that team literally unbeatable. But we don't give Kevin Durant the credit. That we would give LeBron James, for instance. LeBron's best player was Matthew Dellavedova, and he took the Warriors to six games in the NBA Finals. Just think about that. We don't even know where Matthew Dellavedova is right now. And that was LeBron's second player when he lost Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love in that NBA Finals against the Warriors in 2015. Six games with that team. And that's who the New England Patriots are. They're not the fancy people, the millionaires that have everything handed to them. The New England Patriots built this franchise from scratch. Tom Brady wasn't the number one pick. Look at the entire defensive roster. Most of these guys, they were drafted in the fourth round. Some of them were drafted in the fifth round. Sony Michelle happens to be drafted in the first round, 30th pick, in the bottom, in the first round. Nobody thought he would be the type of running back he is now. Maybe in another team that's not named New England, he probably wouldn't have been as good. We don't know that. But fortunately for him, he's been drafted on that team. But the whole point is, and why we want to keep this in context is, think about your life. Maybe there are things in your life where you feel like you need to get handed to. Things just need to get handed to you. But life just doesn't work that way. If you want to be successful... If you want to win, if you want to be consistent with everything in your life, you have to work hard for it. Sure, a lot of us in sports, we hate the New England Patriots because they're constantly winning. Now we're tired of seeing them in the Super Bowl. But there's a reason why they consistently get to the Super Bowl. They have a solid foundation that was built upon since the beginning of the 2001 season. 
That's 18 years running of solid foundation. So, of course, I'm not surprised that they're consistently making it to the Super Bowl. Again, let's be a dead horse. Nine appearances, six wins. The greatest sports franchise ever assembled. NBA, NFL, NHL, AFL, street ball, World Cup. Doesn't matter the sport. Doesn't matter what it is. Pee Wee League, the New England Patriots, build a solid foundation. And when you have a solid foundation, doesn't matter who comes through. That's what makes a school great. That's what makes a church great. That's what makes a company great. It doesn't matter who's the CEO. It doesn't matter what type of workers come through there. It could be good workers, bad workers, brilliant workers. It doesn't matter. The company will continue to succeed and the team will continue winning because they have a solid foundation. Ah, we've come to the end of episode number 21. Again, just like every week, I have fun just discussing and debating the latest sports news. I know some of you are sad. I'm sad as well. Football season's officially over. The team that we wanted to lose won. That's how it goes sometimes. Now we have to wait all the way to September for the new uh, football season. But guess what, guys? The good news is sports is a 365-day thing. So we still have NCAA basketball. March Madness is right around the corner. Man, 2019 just started. We're already in February. March Madness, obviously in March. NBA season is continuous all the way to June. The trade deadline for the NBA is three days away. So yeah, you still have a lot to look forward to. But before I let you guys go, once again, for those of you who've tuned in for the first time, wherever you're listening to, especially on iTunes, subscribe, leave your ratings and reviews. That will much greatly appreciate me improve this show for you guys on social media statman sports podcast on instagram and facebook you can also follow me on my personal page on twitter at duffy's boy but for right now statman signing out baby thanks for listening to the statman sports podcast see you next time